0: This week on Three Questions by Corey Kareem.
1: Get to know yourself mentally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are my blocks? What's blocking me mentally from moving past this? What do I need? Oh, 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 oh. Well, welcome to the-
0: Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Three Questions by Corey Kareem, the show where we sit down with some amazing people who are doing some amazing things. And that's right, you guessed it. We asked them three questions. Admittedly, today is more about like five, but instead of focusing on their successes and their wins, we're going to talk about their failures, more specifically, the lessons. That they learn from those failures so with that being said um, today's guest is an award-winning entrepreneur uh, she's a photographer she's a community leader she's the author of not one but three books uh, she's also an international speaker a mindfulness practitioner and a certified wellness coach who focuses on self-love and well-being it felt like a mouthful Shuka. Uh, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It, it is a mouthful, but it it all takes you back to the one thing: just wellness and how can we be well?
2: Absolutely, on every
1: level.
0: Absolutely. And so, how would you describe yourself? I know I just kind of I gave a synopsis of your bio, but how <laughs> would Camp Shuka describe herself?
1: I think the best way to describe me or when I think of myself, I want to see somebody that is here to add value on different levels mm-hmm. of understanding when it comes to emotionally, mentally, and just, you know, overall. Um, I think we are so um, we're so blessed in the way where we can be so many different things. Mm-hmm. And as you, you know, from my bio you can see the so many different things. But when I think of who I am, I am just not just I am a warrior.
0: Awesome! I love it. Love the answer. <laughs> so let's get into this. Our uh, first question. So, as a world child, as a war child from Uganda, uh, was there a specific experience that you can look back on and credit for the person that you've become today? Talk to me about that. That moment in time.
1: I think when I think of one moment, it would have to be it would have to be the package of resilience. So, you know, the moment when you're thinking, I can't do this, I can't make it through. I am a war child survivor of the Ugandan war, but I'm not just a survivor of that war, also, with my family went through the 1990 gulf war which was Mm. known as desert storm so my family and myself we've gone through so many different things and the one thing that sticks out to me is the very moment as a four-year-old when we were in the middle of that war in that tiny little room that my dad had put our bedding to barricade the walls so the bullets wouldn't come through it's the moment when my dad answers that very important question i had Am, am I going to die? Are we mm-hmm. going to live? Mm-hmm. And he says, of course, you're going to live. Of course, we're going to be fine. Just close your eyes and think of yourself older. What do you want to do when you grow- get older? Like think of yourself outside of what's happening right now, mm-hmm. right? And so I close my eyes and I start to imagine myself, you know, as a 20-year-old,
2: Mm -hmm. I started
1: thinking of myself as an adult. And Mm -hmm. the one thing I wanted in this world, because I'm in the middle of war, all I'm hearing is gunshots. I'm hearing Mm -hmm. screaming of children, the screaming of women. I'm hearing laughter of soldiers. I'm hearing footsteps. Mm -hmm. I'm in chaos. And all I could think of was I want a world that consists of peace and love. How can we I just want to be able to bring that to the world. Mm-hmm. That's all I could think of. How can I heal the world? Mm,
0: and you thought of that all at a very young age. That's that's very powerful.
1: I just thought I don't want to be in the chaos. Yeah. And I want to be part of love and peace. I just want to be in a world where it's not chaotic. Okay. And yeah. that was the inner healer in me, not realizing this is what I'll be doing. <laughs>
0: Wow, that's that's crazy. And I, I I have to say, I'm super jealous of people like of like you that discovered their purpose so early on. The people that say, "Yep, I want to be a doctor," and they're eight years old, or I'm be a firefighter <laughs> or a pilot or whatever it is. I, I was super jealous because I I believe that one of the one of the hardest things in life is to discover what your purpose is. The second thing would be to to master it, right? Yes, but right to discover, I think that's where a lot of people have a really, really, really difficult time. And, and it's, it's so crazy to hear that you discovered it at such a young age.
1: I don't think I wanted to. I mm-hmm. felt almost like it was my, in that moment, mm-hmm. that was the best way I could mask that chaos. Mm. It really took me, I didn't realize the power of my vision And the power of visualizing what I wanted, because I really blocked all that that trauma out. Right. right? Because I had a goal. I had something I wanted to be so badly.
0: Right. Right. No, that's amazing. Now, given all you've experienced from that time in your life, you know, the saying, you know, first world problems must have a completely different meaning to you. So with that being said, as a mindfulness practitioner and wellness coach, what are some of the common challenges that come up in your Mm -hmm. sessions? And what are the solutions that seem to be working for your clients?
1: Well, the biggest one is fear. Mm. Fear is number one. It wins almost every time.
0: Taking me to church right right now. Taking me (laughs) to church right now.
1: governs everything we do Mm -hmm. and everything we don't do Fear actually has the power to get you out of a situation Mm -hmm. and get you into a situation
2: Mm -hmm. you
1: decide just like water what will i let fear do to me
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right water as we know gives you life Mm -hmm. and can drown you Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you decide So, with fear, usually the challenges that my clients face, and because this has been my thing Mm -hmm. from a very early age, I was afraid of everything, right? Mm -hmm. Like, never mind fireworks to this day, I have to reprogram my thoughts to Mm -hmm. allow me to be okay with just regular house sounds when Mm -hmm. I'm sleeping, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's like the fear grips you and it cripples you. So mm. the challenges my clients are always coming to me with, and I can see how they're living their lives, and how and why they've chosen to do what they do or don't do, it's because the main question is, how do, do I overcome this? Mm. How do I how do I get rid of fear? Mm. How do I move past this? Mm. And for me, it was facing the fear, mm. right? When you face the fear, um, you become one with fear that's mm-hmm. the challenge of life. Mm. How do I become one with fear?
0: I, I like that way of thinking so I have a follow-up question to that. What would you say from your experience as a practitioner is the number one type of fear that comes up or the most consistent one that comes up?
1: It's fear in my words fear of movement
0: mm. what do you mean by that?
1: you know, we meet a lot of people, we've been in this place where we're just stuck. Okay, You're stuck, you're stuck mentally. You can't mm-hmm. get past somebody hurting you. Mm-hmm. So you're stuck, you're, you're, you're not sure how to move forward or you're stuck emotionally. You can't get past a feeling. You could be stuck as an entrepreneur. You could be stuck professionally. I don't know how I got here. I don't know what to do next. You're just stuck, and fear cripples you. Mm-hmm. And what better way to get past fear than to make the first step, right. right? Even if it's okay, I've decided to forgive. Right. Even that is a first step. Right. The decision you're making. So that that is probably uh, that's the worst because once you get to a place where you are afraid to move. You are saying, "I'm just going to exist. Mm-hmm. That is all I can do right now. Just exist."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, that that's that's very powerful, and I, and I think about it because um, I was saying, uh, I was saying to someone, I can't remember who it was, but I was saying that, that I think fear is the root of all evil. You know, it, you know, coming up in a in a Christian uh, household, you, you say you know money is the root of all evil. I know I'm, I'm only giving partial the partial scripture there, but I was yeah. like, it just hit me this year, actually, at 37 years old, that fear is yeah. is the root of all evil. And I think, and I thought about this, and maybe I'm I'm getting a little bit esoteric here, but I was thinking the reason why the world is a is a crappy place. Is because I believe individually, we let fear conquer us from doing what we were supposed to do on this planet, and therefore we're not living our purpose. Therefore, the world is a crappy place because we're not we're not using our talents to help other people do what they need to do, and vice versa.
1: Yeah, I agree with you two hundred percent, if I can say because that is exactly where it begins, and it's interesting because fear you know, that is something I've lived with. So, you know, there were some years, there were three years I was separated from my mother. Mm -hmm. Um, Our family was separated because of the political situation. When we were reunited in the Middle East, um, where we faced the the Gulf War, we had to learn, like myself and my brother, we had to learn how to just live in free, like freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Because we had so much fear. And I noticed something that was interesting, even as a teenager, getting older, just, you know, even to my adult years, I noticed that a lot of the things, even as parents, my parents, you know, they may, we always say they may have not known. So they did what they knew, Mm -hmm. but I have children and I have to make a conscious decision every day to not raise my children in fear of. Mm. So we're already afraid of things. We already can't move. We're stuck. And then you have People who enforce fear to get you to do certain things and we can see that in the world today. Mm -hmm. So how do we get past our own fears and then the fears that authority figures also put on us so constantly we're being bombarded with fear and Mm -hmm. that's why I say fear of movement because if you go outside, you'll you'll get sick. If you stay inside too long, mm-hmm. you'll be antisocial. Like it's <laughs> all fear. Right. Absolutely. It's all fear.
2: Right.
0: Absolutely. No, that's great. <laughs> uh, so moving on to question number two, as a certified life and wellness coach, entrepreneur and photographer, what has been your biggest failure to date? Tell me about that moment. What did you learn from it and how did you get through it. The how is also really important for all the people paying attention and listening.
1: Absolutely. Um, When I think of my life and who I am and everything I've been able to do and the reason I do everything I do, I think of how I've only wanted one thing. It's strange Mm -hmm. because initially when I thought of my future as a child, when I thought of who I want to be, Mm -hmm. it was to be outside of this world. So if you see the world, I'm here in the chaos and I'm thinking, I need to be outside of this world so I can bring healing to this Mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. But then life happens, right? We get older, uh, we become teenagers and then we become adults and the world dictates who we are. Mm -hmm. And so my biggest failure was forgetting that Mm -hmm. and becoming what the world wanted of me. So what am I expected of as a woman? That's mm. what I became. Mm. What am I expected of as a black woman? That's what I became. Mm. So, every time I failed, it was because I forgot who mm. and why and what I was supposed to do. It's mm. like the chaos that I experienced as a child during those war moments, those those traumatic times, it's like the chaos followed me and lived within my mind. Mm. And now I was at war with myself because I was fighting the expectations that others had of who I should be. And I was fighting against my inner child who Mm -hmm. knew what I was supposed to be. And so that I think for me, my biggest failures have come from forgetting who I am Mm -hmm. and why I'm here.
0: Right. So how would how would someone discover if they have let's just say that they haven't discovered why they're supposed to be here is there a way for them to help them discover other things they can do to help them discover like what what would you suggest to that person that maybe they don't know why they're here yet and they're in their in yeah. their early 20s or maybe they're in their 30s or 40s right
1: um absolutely the one thing i could say start with is think of think of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, do you want to just exist? Because you can do that. A lot of Mm -hmm. people do that every day. I did that, right? Like you can make it. If you got to just survive through the day, make sure you're fed, you got enough sunlight, you know, you could just exist Mm -hmm. like a plant. But you want to be able to thrive past existing. You want to actually live that full life. And yes, it's true. Not everybody knows what they're here to do. Mm-hmm. But if I could say anything, it would say, it would mean everything for me to say, live in a world where you get to create.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Create the culture, create the trends, create, don't become the person that integrates. So you're mm-hmm. just, don't just go with the flow and be content with that. Mm-hmm. You know, your purpose, your calling, your mission, whatever you want to call it, it is outside of what is already there. hmm so, you know, a lot of people say, you know, don't mind me. I'm weird. Okay, let's start at the weird part because right. that's what you need to be. <laughs> we, yeah. we got you got to get to a place where you're not just living life like everybody else, because that's when you forget or you never even look at yourself. I found my purpose. In chaos, mm. but all through my life, I've had to remind myself of that purpose. And I've only been able to revisit that moment in isolation.
0: Mm, I like that. And I I think, you know, I came across something similar. I think it might have been earlier this year, because I've been really focusing more on meditation and, 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 and going head on with my own thoughts. And I had a conversation with Jamar McNeil, who's the co-host of the Maryland Dennis in the morning show on on Shum FM. And, you know, he was saying that he attributes the success to his career from always following his intuition and gut. And I was just saying, you know, now speaking about how does someone find themselves? I was just thinking, I think it's kind of the same process, because Mm -hmm. if you get that feeling, I don't know what else to describe it, that it nags at you. So you wake up in the morning. It's the first thing you think about when you go to sleep. You're dreaming about it. It it nags at you throughout the day. You get that pit of the feeling in your stomach. I think whatever that thing is, I think that's tied to your calling or purpose and you need to explore that and figure out, okay, how do I do I need a mentor for it? Where is that mentor? How do I sustain a life off of it? And how do I how do I perfect this this craft or calling?
1: That's right. Because with the noise Mm -hmm. and everybody talking to you and telling you everything, you cannot feel that Mm. it's there. It's always there, but it's not loud enough to you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when somebody finds out they have an illness Mm. and the doctor goes, you have had this for. This, you know, it it looks like it's been there for a while. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I never knew. I, you know, Mm -hmm. I never paid attention. It's because you haven't been silent enough. You haven't tapped into your sacred self to hear or feel or even pay attention to the question, what is that feeling? What am Mm -hmm. I? Why is this here still?
0: Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. And the one thing I also got from what you just said is we got to pay attention to the euphemisms that we use because you know go with the flow that sounds great but you're like no yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> you
1: know
0: so we got we it sounds be, good yeah we got to be mindful of those mm-hmm. things because they're not healthy or just what was the one that a lot of men says you just gotta you know toughen it up or you know right. man, man up and sometimes like right. no no
2: Why?
0: there's some things you need to address <laughs> here you shouldn't just soldier absolutely. it through <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know what I'm absolutely. saying
2: absolutely And that's the
1: thing, too. Like, I mean, it's just such a lie because if you really watch soldiers and you Mm -hmm. really watch warriors, gladiators, Mm -hmm. anybody that's in a fight, they're not always on the rise. Like, they're not always standing up, like, I got this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is who I, this is me. Mm -hmm. But this is after overcoming. There are moments Mm -hmm. when I'm still on the floor, I'm Mm -hmm. trying to get up. So there is, you know, like, we just hear these things and we're just so comfortable with how good they sound. So we embrace it and embody it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, let's ask those questions. You know, why? Why do I got a man up for?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So as a, going on to question number three, as an author, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, mother, and wife, Mm -hmm. is it really possible to have it all and keep everyone happy, including yourself. So essentially, is balance really achievable for a multi-hyphenates like yourself? And if so, what's your secret? How can women like yourself, who are trying to accomplish so many things, how can they accomplish it all?
1: First of all, I don't like the word balance. Mm. I feel like the Tell word me. itself is garbage. Okay, <laughs> like, why. Um, it puts the pressure that it's got to work out. It's put the, it put, puts the pressure that you are juggling through hats. You know, I like wearing hats. I have different hats. And there are certain hats that don't go with certain things, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, some hats that I have, they don't work with everything. So mm-hmm. the idea that I have to juggle all of this, and I feel like it's very culturally you know, indicative. Like it's also just a North American thing to just do everything but nothing right. <laughs> like <laughs> so, balance just bother that word bo- bothers me. Um, when I stopped focusing on balancing, I started finding harmony mm. in, within my life.
0: Interesting.
1: And, and harmony. When I think of harmony, because I I like music as well, and I think of rhythms and sounds and how when it's right it just goes together it's all kind of the same thing just with different branches Mm. you know and there's a harmony to it there's growth this you know you're thriving um if there are areas that are that need more focus because you're in harmony with yourself mentally emotionally you know, mindfully, you're able to say, I need to focus on this effortlessly. Mm. And it doesn't take away from something else you're doing, you know, it's just a part of your universe, your wellness, your well. And so mm. harmony is what I strive for. Um, is it possible to do and have it all? Yes, definitely possible. But only possible when you find harmony and you are well. Making other people happy isn't really something I live by anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm here for me. I'm Mm -hmm. here to make me happy. I feel like if I lived the childhood I did, if I got here, then I deserve to give myself everything. Mm -hmm. Now, if I give myself everything I deserve and I am well and i'm harmonized naturally my overflow to the people around me mm-hmm. will be wellness it'll be harmon- it will harmonize you know so i'm not just giving from a cup that's trying to be full
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever anyone that that is receiving from around me you know my my associates my children my family they're receiving the overflow Mm -hmm. of what I'm already enjoying so if I am well if the woman is well if the man is well then his her legacy will be well that's Mm -hmm. harmony
2: Mm.
0: I, I like what you just said that I never thought to kind of separate the two I always felt like you know balance equals harmony but the way you just broke it down allowed me to see that differently so for for the people listening here like how would you describe the balance trap, if we can call it that? Like, what, is that, what does that look like for even, say, someone like yourself that probably, probably was at one point in the balance trap? What, what does that look like? So my, my listeners can kind of visualize that.
1: Okay. So the word hustle mm. falls in that trap, mm, <laughs> right? Preach. I mean, okay, so I won awards. You know, I was... Awarded for being a leading entrepreneur, for, for being a community leader, I won Best Black Canadian Photographer in 2014. Mm-hmm. These are great. I like seeing my awards, but really, not really. Because they're there. I was honored. That was wonderful. But I also spent time in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? Like, I was also tired. I have ailment elements that I live with because of how I hustled.
2: Mm. Yes.
1: I got awarded for my hustle. Yes, you know, I was recognized and I appreciate that. But to enjoy your awards and everything you worked for, you have to be alive. Mm. You have to be well. So, balance and hustle to me it's like the same word. So, it bugs me, <laughs> right? Mm. It's like if I think of balancing, I'm thinking that I have to Focus harshly on one area while I forget the rest. And I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then, if I consider balance to what everybody sees it, it means that I have to try really hard to make this also work while I'm making this work. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a lot of work. And I'm tired from just the idea of hustling. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to do it. It makes me want to give up on the idea. And I feel most people get to the place where they're burnt out, they're Mm -hmm. exhausted. Then they don't want to see people and their job is people. That was me. You know?
2: Right.
1: And so for me, when I think of balance and I think of like that trap, it starts with overworking. It's, you know, being burnt out. It's all those things that people tell you how it's supposed to be. Like if you're a parent, if you're a mother, Mm. you're supposed to, you know, like you're supposed to give your children all these different things. Like (laughs) what what about? So wait, when do I get time? For myself, when do I get to build and work on my relationships? You know, so so it's like that trap of feeling like, oh, this is thriving, but over here I suck. Like it's not working out for me at home.
0: Right, right. No, that's not something
1: I can afford.
0: That's gold. I I really thank you for 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 really explaining that. And so going back to the harmony piece, you you said, you know, when it, it feels right, is there any other way to for someone to know? when they're in harmony or how they can get to harmony
1: you know you're in harmony with yourself when you're not waking up with a headache
2: Mm.
1: you're not going to bed with a stomach ache or you're not feeling like you are still missing something
2: Mm.
1: you know or missing out on something Mm. you're in harmony when you're not feeling like the expectations Culture, family, whoever is putting on you, you have to live up to it. Like, as in, you have to get married by a certain age. You should have this many children by this age. You know, all of that expectations on people, you know, if you're at work, feeling like, you know, you should have been promoted by now. If you want to be in harmony with yourself, mm-hmm. focus on your sacred place. Get to your sacred self by spending the time. Get to know yourself mentally.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are my blocks? What's blocking me mentally from moving past this? What do I need? Mm-hmm. You know, am I surrounded by the people who think like me, or is my circle bringing me down? Right. You know, harmonizing your entire life means getting to a place where you can sit with yourself. You can breathe, you can feel the breaths you're making, and you can just be content just being here mm. and not feeling like somebody is missing out on your existence because you're not where you know you're not there. Just being comfortable with yourself enough to embrace you in an isolated state. That is where your elevation comes from, but you can't get to that. Elevation, if you don't bridge harmony. You know, Mm -hmm. harmony is where we find how mindful we really are. How long does it take me before I lose focus? You know, it is training. It's just like if you were gonna you were gonna go in box, you know, you're gonna do training for martial arts. It's training your mind to get to a place where you are in control of your life and you know what it is. What do I need in this season of my life?
0: Mm. No, that's that is that is super gold. And it actually so fun fact I'm in the process of writing my first article on how to conquer failure, which obviously ties into this podcast. And um, there's kind of like nine kind of steps, if you will. And one of them is uh, defining your own metric for success and learning how to let go of the how. And what I mean by that specifically is um, I find, to your point, that a lot of us are trying to live up to these benchmarks, you know, I got to be married by this age, I got to have a house by this age, I need to have a promotion by this age, right? And it's like, where did that come from? Right? Is that even what you really want? Or are you just subscribing to, you know, cultural norms for, for lack of better words? And the other part is learning how to let go of the how means, yes, you have your goal of I want to accomplish x, but letting go of how it's supposed to happen. Um, because many of us on the journey of accomplishing that goal it doesn't happen exactly how we planned it to happen and i feel that a lot of our failure would be reduced or we wouldn't even see it as failure
1: right
0: if we let go of that how it's supposed Mm -hmm. to happen so yeah i I really resonate with what you just said
1: wow uh, that's good i like that
0: (laughs) thank you (laughs) um so let's get into the the last question. Looking back at your entire life to date, what do you believe is the best lesson you learned from failing thus far?
1: Um, I would say that failure is not the end of the chapter. Just like you need fear, you need failure.
2: Mm.
1: And Feel, failure allows you, if you're willing, it allows you to face your darkness mm-hmm. or the things you considered darkness. When you sit with yourself and you face that darkness, you're actually able to rise to a place where you don't see failure as how you once thought failure was. Mm. Failure is is, um, how the world measures success. But if I'm being true to myself, and I truly do believe that I am here living a human experience in a human body, Mm -hmm. and I am really a spiritual person, And my desires and my passions and my purpose and my calling is outside of this world. Then the truth is the way the world defines failure is not the way I should define failure because it's not true to it's not true to to my purpose. Mm -hmm. Failure, just like fear, propels you. Mm -hmm. It takes you to the darkest and the deepest places of who you are and from there you rise so if you rise from that place then you actually impact and add value to your clients your audience whoever it is you come in contact with from a different perspective which makes you it makes you valuable because there's nobody just there's nobody like you. Only you have that impartation within yourself because you've understood failure from a place that it brings you to your next level.
0: Mm. So would you say that you're saying that one should lean into their failure?
1: Yeah, because if I think about it myself, um, I failed a lot. Like, I mean, I wasn't even a good speaker. I, I used to hide in the washroom because I really couldn't, I couldn't put my words together. Mm -hmm. Um, I was afraid to speak. Uh, I had it. I I didn't know how to put my words together after, you know, childhood trauma, PTSD, depression, fear, um, sexual abuse, all these things that weighed me down. I didn't know how to speak. And, you know, even when I moved to Canada when I was 14, Uh, I didn't really fit in. Like I was just like, who is she? Where did she come from? What is she saying? What accent is that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So when I think of failure, I've practically failed all my life. Like, I mean, the person I am today is because um, I have tried to attempt suicide many times. And as a teenager, I just kept waking up the next day and it, really upset me and when I think of why I chose to continue living it's because I decided that I couldn't die so if I'm going to live I want to live full Mm -hmm. I want to live my best life and so I am practically the product of what failure should look like according to world standards because I didn't do anything right Mm -hmm. enough for people to say well here's her credentials you know I learned. I schooled myself. I walked through life's lessons. I put myself in a scope of education so I could learn what it is I was feeling, so I could learn how to deal with PTSD, so I could deal with wellness. Mm -hmm. But nothing was given to me where it was like, okay, here you go, all the cards on the table, now go and do what you need to do it was all from failure. It was all from being like, I can't fit in. I can't figure this out. Who am I? Do I belong in this world? Mm. So yeah, like because of failure, I am who I am today. Because of fear, I am who I am today. I would, would I choose to do it all like this again? I don't think so. I probably <laughs> wouldn't choose to fail, but it's made me who I am. Mm.
0: I think that that is so I don't even know the right word to use that but it 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 made me think of something I heard recently where someone was talking about there is a beauty to your dark side uh that we often run from and the way he put it is you know before there's daylight there's darkness so to what you're saying they they come as a as a package so for us to not face the darkness if you want to call it that I think we're doing ourselves a disservice by doing that because that's right. part of the, the evolution process. The growth process is to go through those difficult and challenging times, face those inner demons, because there is no day without night, right? They, they, they come hand in hand.
1: Absolutely. Like, I mean, if we are trying to avoid failure, mm-hmm. then you're really not ready to do what it is you feel you're called to do or what you think you should be doing. There's no handbook. There's no guidebook. You know, even though I've written books, you can use it as a guide, but you have to walk through your journey still. You gotta come through.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And lastly, uh, what do you want to be remembered for? <laughs>
1: um I think I want people to think of me as the woman who warriored up, who lived life. Mm-hmm on the rise, even through weakness. Mm. So don't think of me as perfect because I'm far from that. And um, I I want to be remembered as a warrior that fought, that lived, that chose to rise, chose to face the darkness, chose to do all of that day by day, creating and remembering while reminding other people that wellness is their birthright. And we are here every day to live this all over again. We choose ourselves day by day, but we can't do that if we don't face who we are and rise from there.
0: No, that's amazing. And and one of the things that I do want to make mention to is hearing you share your story um, and all the things that you've gone through. I think it's important to call out. And I know that's not the first time this has been called out that it's easy to just pay attention to the success and the wins. Cause I, I seen one of my, we, I think we have a mutual, I don't know if we call it a friend or acquaintance where she admitted, I used to be jealous or envious of you, of your success. But at the same time, a lot of people yeah. don't know your personal struggles that you've gone through and they'll just go off what they see on your Instagram, your right. accolades on your website. Right. And they're like, oh, I wish I was her. And oh, she might have it yeah. so easy. <laughs> so quickly do we make yeah. those assumptions not knowing Absolutely. the full story. And I think Absolutely. that's so important because this is where social media can be a gift and a curse because you're not yeah. seeing the full story.
1: That's right. And I mean, I've I've really tried to be as transparent as I can mm. uh, with my words, but there's no, there's no way for me to explain that there are some weeks where I actually cannot get out of bed mm. and, or there's no way for me to explain that there are nights when I'm a lay, I'm laying in bed because I'm gripped, like PTSD, like the flashbacks, things are, you know, I'm worried on my children. Okay. I'm checking on, you know, there's no way to explain that other than to wake up the next day and really s- strive to be better than I was the day before you know like when I say be the the higher version of yourself be the the better version I'm not just saying because it, it sounds good I'm saying it because I'm literally working on that myself and mm-hmm. that is exactly where the depth of my soul is and you know I think that anyone like myself yourself you know a lot of us will put ourselves out there mm-hmm. um, and people you know think I wish, you know, I wish I had her life. Well, she has, you know, her family and her kids, they don't know the story, right? Like, I mean, they don't know what, what it, what the making of a warrior is till they have to face that themselves. So um, thank you for, for saying that and for just, you know, giving me this moment. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And honestly, um, failure is a very uh, interesting conversation to have. And, Um, I'm just grateful that I'm here every day and that I continue to choose life and I continue to choose myself.
0: Uh, um, Thank you. And and guys, I have to say this conversation was afforded by me acting on instinct (laughs) maybe almost a decade ago. Uh, So really quick, before we part ways, I was at a Starbucks. I was eavesdropping on her business conversation with a client. And I was like, something just said, I got to connect with this person. I was working on a pitch for a a local Mm -hmm. community television show. And guys, I just reached out. And here we are today having this. We just gave birth to a beautiful conversation. So if anything, you just if you can take anything from that one Mm -hmm. small story is if you have that feeling, which you just described about act on it. Because this wouldn't have happened today if I didn't Absolutely. act on that. So, uh, Shuka, I know you. And I
1: want to thank you for that. I want to thank you amazing. for that too. Because even back then, when you said when you stopped me, you were believing in something I was doing, mm-hmm. which gave me so much encouragement to to continue to be the person I am today. So, thank you for that.
0: Amazing, amazing. So, Shuka, I know you're you're out there in the world doing major and big things. But uh, for the people listening, watching, tuning in. Uh, where can they find you? How can they connect with you and all that stuff?
1: Absolutely. You can find me almost everywhere under Coach Kam Shika on Instagram, Coach Kam Shika, Twitter, Coach Kam Shika, Everywhere you look, just Google Kamshika, K-A-M-S-H-U-K-A. You'll find me and um, click on my links. I have events coming up. I have different things I work through and I have masterclasses where we have these deep, conversations we really get in there and um i share some of my journey and i really just walk through with people on their journey so definitely just uh camp Shika, and my website is theconsciouswarriors.com theconsciouswarriors.com
0: awesome thank you for sharing all that and so guys as i always like to end with um if you want to impress people you know, talk about your successes or the the things that you have. But if you really want to have an impact on someone else's life, talk about your failures, more importantly, the lessons that you learn from those failures. So with that being said, Kamshuka Shuka and I are out. Peace and love till the next time.